Congratulations. You've made an excellent life choice today. You're displaying strong character and good taste by tuning into this infotainment web zone. We're poorly informed and highly opinionated. This is Idiots Discuss the Universe. discuss the universe my name is craig and on the other end of the microphones we got spetty from the block coming hot from arizona and that's right and it sure is hot here craig let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all red on the map there i looked at it earlier it's um just just amazingly hot yeah there. yeah one well, it's got it is the top 15 places on the um in the world as far as heat goes yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the thing that they did in Europe and freaked everybody out? Um, the European mm, European, no. European Space Agency decided one day to, rather than report the air temperature, which is what they normally report, you know, like when when they kill you, it's eighty degrees, right? Yeah. What that means is usually they are they are recording the air temperature two meters above the surface of the ground, right? You know, so it's like okay. it's like the air temperature. But I guess yeah. that the um, I guess that the European Space Agency, just for just for funsies or whatever, decided to report um, the ground temperature um, to everyone for um, for the, for Europe. So they were saying That's that like point. places like Greece and Sardinia were going to be like 125 degrees, you know, <laughs> and like what? And and, and, and and the news picked it up, you know. So like they're all saying that like, oh my God, it's like 105 degrees in Germany and all this shit. And everybody in Germany is like. It's not 105 degrees. It's just like a normal summer day. You yeah, know? they're like, it feels normal, I think. And, and the Greeks are all like, why are you telling people it's like 130 here? Like, we already are having a hard time with, like, tourism. You know, um, why are you why are you doing this? You know what I'm saying? And they're just like, oh, you know, sorry. You know, there is a difference between surface temperature and ground temperature. And we um, just use the surface temperature. And they don't even tell it, even in the retraction that they said, they don't explain that the surface temperature is always like 20, 25 degrees hotter than the air temperature. Hmm. You know, and they don't, they still don't explain right. that. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're just, we're just using these really hot numbers, you know. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. It's just, it's Was it used to to justify some sort of uh, you know climate based thing? Yeah, like no, was it around I, I some do, sort I of particular time? Part of the um, people were having too nice of a summer. You know what I'm saying? There was no like cli- mm, climate mm-hmm. panic going on, and um, yeah, they needed, don't enjoy this. They needed to get that going. You know what I'm saying? They need to keep that thing going high because they're trying to shut down all the yeah. farms in Europe and all that sort of thing. They're um, they're quite a bit deeper into it, I think, in Europe than we are. You know, with they the, are. Um, you, you can tell when you go over there because you see all those people like blocking the traffic and all that sort of stuff. Those those people treat freak me out more than the BLM protesters. Who the, like the people in England that are doing like the climate the climate people in England that block the traffic because oh. they're so fucking 
dead. You know what I mean? Like they just sit in the they sit in the road. Angry motorists get out and drag them to the side of the road. You know, then they just get up. <laughs> they just get up like a zombie and they go back and they sit in the road again. You know, Whoa. and it's it's weird. You know, it's like it's um, it's just like so passive and zombie like. You know, at least the BLM people are really mad. You know, they don't understand really what's going on, but they're like, you know what I'm saying? They're screaming and they're like, you know, they're protesting and they're fired up. These ones seem like somebody drugged them and just sent them out on the streets. You know, it's um, it's odd. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then they also like a real like they do like those performances where they act like they're chickens and shit. And uh, what? Yeah, like the British the British protest movie movement of the. Um, is real weird. I mean, like it's real weird. They, um, I don't know. It's not. It's it, it's really disturbing in a lot of ways. But they do. They like will dress up like animals sometimes and act like they're dead in the street and different things like that. You know, they're the ones. They're they're also like the part of the group is the people that like to like glue their forehead to a Rembrandt or whatever it is that they're doing or put, oh, put, yeah. put meatballs on the Mona Lisa or whatever they're doing. You know, that's all part of it too. But it's just, it's just a different brand of um, what's going on. It's like that British brand, you know what I'm saying? Like the French just like to burn cars, you know, and um, most of Europe is kind of like that. But like the British are real like, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a weird gay place there. It is. It is. I think you know the the water's gay probably there. <laughs> no, they probably got a lot of atrazine. You know, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. Of atrazine flowing around. I, think, I don't know. I would think it'd be high levels of all the the frog the gay frog drugs are just going like gay frog juice it's like crazy over there it's always been that way you know and i think that it's just gotten even even worse you know i heard this weird um uh i heard a theory that kind of made sense and i wonder if it's true um in our generation too um but like in the 60s the the um the anti-war movement started out um before the hippies you know like it started out um like when JFK was president, you know, that's when that's kind of the right. origins of it. And it was all like very, um, straight laced, you know, everybody dressed very conservatively then even the anti-war people in the left and everybody, they all dressed, you know, like Harvey Oswald, they're all like, you know, button down shirts and nice pants and everybody, everybody looked nice. Yeah. And there's this theory that like, through the fashion world and through media like the CIA and um, the um, secret state or whatever decided that like oh these people are too appealing we need to tie them in with a bunch of filthy fucking hippies you know what I'm saying so mm. so like they, they changed fashion and they changed like culture and they changed like they, they, they tried to put all these things that would be really unappealing to the average American in, mm -hmm. in with the anti-war movement you know so like they wouldn't really listen to the anti-war argument they would look at the filthy fucking hippie that was telling them that and they'd be like yeah no thanks right. no thanks you know what I'm saying yeah 
And it's kind of like the same thing happened after the Occupy Wall Street, you know, where fashion was good. People were like, you know, listening to pretty decent music at that point, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the world was like, you know, people tried to look nice, not really nice, but, you know, there was a little bit more together than this, like, retarded clown look that we've got going on right now. But like, (laughs) but like once that started they're just like oh we're gonna loop these guys in with all of like the gender identity stuff and we're gonna change fashion so they all look like they're dressing out of a dumpster and you know they just kind of subvert it in that way where like the occupy wall street people had like some really good points about the economy and some things that needed to change like worldwide so they put all these unappealing things in with that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. it kind of poisons the well for all the um, economic things that they don't want to happen. By, like, here's some, like, drag queens that want to touch your kids, you know, and if you support this, you also support this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it seems like it kind of lines up. Yeah, like, do you think it's all an elaborate plot to, like, actually get like increase the population or something or get people to like you know of my generation to get married and have kids because I think it did do that where it made it kind of cool to be conservative yeah I think that that is um one of the aims I also think that it's 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 prepping people to become more accepting of an authoritarian um regime in a way, you know mm. what I'm saying? They're like, we don't want it to get out of hand again, so we're going to have someone that's going to socially enforce normalcy, you know? Mm. And, like, it makes it a little more um, appealing. You already see that, you know, in the sense that, like, people are willing to give up a lot of their um, so-called freedoms in order to not be harassed by things that they don't they don't like and they don't agree with, you know what I mean? It's um true. It's interesting. Um and um I think that they want to um I don't know, it's just like the more I exist on the planet and the more I like especially in the last few years, it's just like COVID started the kind of like breakdown of um the idea that they couldn't keep a huge secret you know what i'm saying the idea that they can't keep a huge secret or just consistently lie to the population for 50 75 100 years or whatever they absolutely yeah. absolutely can and it's just amazing yeah. to think about what they have been lying about you know if the alien thing is true if like all these other things are coming out as being like things that have been going on forever and they have been obfuscated obst- for so long like what do you trust? You know, I mean, why wouldn't the CIA be in cahoots with the fashion and the media world? I mean, they always have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we just, when it seemed like they weren't, is because no one was covering it. You know what I mean? Like, because they had, like, total control at that point. You know, they had Kubrick, yeah. they had Kubrick making the moon vi- videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a seamless operation at one point. <clears throat> Yeah, it's all... I mean, they were showing... Joe Rogan was showing some of these old nuclear test um, videos. 
And the guy that was on there, he's like, think about these nuclear, you've seen them before. They're like black and white pictures, black and white Mm -hmm. videos. And it'll be like a house. And then all of a sudden the blast will hit the house and the house catches on fire and it just disintegrates. You've seen them, you know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. And the guy's like, well, you know, this is really like some interesting footage, but um, how did the camera live through the blast that took this footage? Because it's between it's between where the blast is coming from and the house that's exploding, and the camera seems fine. Hmm. So how how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Joe's like, oh shit, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, how is that possible? You know? And he's like, yeah, this, yeah. this is all filmed on a soundstage in California. What? He's like, there's a lot of these nuclear tests that probably didn't even happen, and it was just the United States trying to convince Russia that we were setting off all these um, nuclear bombs that we didn't actually set off. We were just doing special effects. Well, if that's the case, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to set off a nuclear bomb on your own soil. Right, right. <laughs> you right, know, like right. radiation and shit. But again, like, yeah, it's, 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 pre- it's so obvious. I mean, like there's no camera that would make it through a nuclear blast you know and like the the radiation would destroy the film this is like 1945 or whatever when this was done so like i mean come on i mean like what how did they do that that's obvious it's obviously fake i mean it's just obviously fake hmm and i don't know it's weird nobody questions it nobody questions it yeah and it just makes you think, you know, like what, how far, how far back does it go? Like, what of history we can we trust? Um, you know, it's all like, and it's and, and the thing is, is it seems like it's all corrupt now, but actually we're seeing it, we're getting a glimpse of what's really going on now because communication has opened up to such a degree that like we get like real time updates on what's going on and it it, it feels like it's worse than it's ever been because it's slipping the control slipping from the people that are in control but if you go back 200 years like man there is just no you know we remember we did the episode about the news and like it was just absolutely controlled completely by the people in power and so absolutely controlled by the people in power that they could just write things out of history (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it would be gone. You know, burn a couple libraries, and it's just forgotten. You know, there's whole kingdoms that are just like forgotten. Yeah, uh, not really that ancient either. You know, they just kind of just get written out because they don't want. Yeah. To. It's it's um, so it just makes you wonder like what is there that you can trust? You know, and then you start getting into like all the religious documents from all the various and everything and they're all that's exactly what all of them say you know that you just can't trust any of that shit you know what i'm saying it's all it's all suspect yeah yeah pretty much i mean like if you live a life where like imagine living a life now where you just viewed all of that information as like junk food and not that you didn't consume it once in a while you saw it but you're like oh this is bad for me and i don't i'm gonna forget that i you know saw this or or whatever i'm gonna do better tomorrow just like that kind of the way that we like treat like 
you know, or a lot of people treat like fast food or whatever, where it's just right. generally right. more generally known that this is just bullshit and you really shouldn't. Sometimes you yeah, do, you, but you, you, you sit shouldn't. sit down and watch some garbage TV for like 45 minutes. You're like, oh my God, I'm wasting my life. Yeah, exactly. But I kind of exactly. enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I kind of want to see what they're what they're trying to spin right now. It's like it would be interesting. And I think a lot of a lot more people are living a life like that. But but the truth about it is like with this mentality or like there's no end to it. Joe Rogan, CIA asset, Lex Friedman, CIA asset, like, you know, all of these people, there is no end to of people to mistrust you think you might have found something new that you try like just with this mentality there's no there's no like ground floor other than literally like okay the walls are the walls real you know you're like okay you can start there anything on a screen though like it's like it's not that it's absolutely a lie. It's just that you can't say for certain if it's true right. ever. It's unverifiable. You it's know, unverifiable. it's unverifiable. And I think and the only thing that's verifiable is like what you had for breakfast. And even that, you know what I'm saying? Like once you really get into it, like you start to be like, okay, well, it's all just like s- stimulus from my various senses, which are obviously not perfect. So like what is, you can get all the way down to that point, you know, like, yeah. Descartes in your but order. that's like a yeah that's like a different level though to me yeah 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 where it's like once you're when you're questioning the senses now we're in like philosophical metaphysical territory whereas like i would say the whole thing of uh questioning just news and like uh screen-based information is like still ep- epistemological you yeah, know i would say too i would say that too um it's uh hmm. like this still just like the idea of like do i know this to be true can i verify that this information is true like but it's like information about uh events and people like it's already predicated on the on reality being like a solid physical construct you know sure Sure. So if we're going to break if so it's like we have to, we have to be operating on that assumption in order to even have the conversation of whether or not any of the news is real. You know, whether or not the news is real. We have to be like, all right, well, we're going to assume that reality is real cuz if it's not, then it, why the fuck are we talking about whether or not the news is real? Of course it's not. It's just a projection of me and your psyche of like what we, you know, or or, or whatever the fuck like it's you know what I mean? And so... No, I, I guess I don't. Uh, You're, like, saying that um, when we're trying to decipher, like, what percentage of the news is based off actual occurrences that can be measured and quantified versus mm-hmm. um, whatever percentage of the news is, like, projection and... Um, like, story craft, where you're, you're taking things and you're... Uh, adding meaning to or taking meaning away from just the basic occurrences I guess yeah no yeah but I'm saying in order to like have that conversation 
you have to agree to, or at least like set aside. Oh, the, philo- the, the philosophical side of all of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Where there's yeah. like layers to, to it. Like, oh yeah, there is actually an India somewhere that is a natural <laughs> yeah, India, exactly. and things happen. Exactly, things happen there, and we're going to talk about the things <laughs> that happen there because it's a, exactly. it's a real place. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah. agree with that. You have to have that to have like a. Because once you take it to like the what even is real, like our, you know, is, is did I really have eggs this morning? Then it's like okay, wait, now it's a different conversation. Right. Right. It becomes you know what it I becomes mean. Very ridiculous and. Um... Well, I don't even think it's like ridiculous. I because I think I just think it's different. Like it's just because well, it, in, the, con- in it, the context of trying to decide like. Um... Current, yeah. current events it's kind of a ridiculous endeavor to try to get yeah, into, yeah. into like how much we can trust our senses it's a different it's yeah. a totally different conversation and a very serious probably one of the most important conversations that humanity has to have with itself is like what yeah. is consciousness like where does our where does that all break down you know what i'm saying like that's one of the core mysteries of life you know but it doesn't really yeah. help it when you're trying to figure out what's going on in ukraine you know what i'm saying it, it doesn't um yeah so you have to like bring it back into this materialistic element of um where everybody has that agreed upon factual not factual universe but like agreed upon like tableau that we can we can talk about all yeah. this stuff under you know um absolutely yeah um but i do think that that tableau gets so um manipulated and um subverted that it's hard to i think i, don't, I think the kind of realization that we've come to in the last five years or so with the news is is that before we thought that okay sometimes it's wrong it's corrupt and they are lying to us you know about a various issue and now it's at the point that like can we even really trust the issues that they're bringing up anymore i mean Mm -hmm. is climate change really the thing that it's supposed to be you know because all this other stuff wasn't the thing that it was supposed to be I mean, COVID right. wasn't the thing that it was supposed to be. The war in Iraq wasn't the thing that it was supposed to be. These are all huge right. things that we were sold a, a, a completely different premise. Yeah. And we argued on this false premise rather than look at the true issue of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the tableau has become, like, this shaky. The foundation is shaky, you know, in a sense that yeah. it wasn't before in um previous gener or didn't feel that way in previous generations maybe because they never discovered that it was a false false thing or it wasn't as false i don't know which you know but um that's one of the huge um and once you get past a certain point like you know it's hard to get people back on board believing any of that shit that's why like people like rfk and stuff have such an upward upward battle sure because he's yeah. like a 60s 70s democrat you know what i'm saying and like that right that shit is sailed you know what i'm saying like i, yeah. I appreciate what he's saying but like keep yeah. keep dreaming dude i mean the world is no i know they're not going to go back to being nice to each other you know like it's it's, yeah. it's gotta you gotta push through that to whatever's next and um, well yeah, I mean, like, it, 
I don't know. I think I'm on that point. Like he, you know, it is a keep dreaming situation, you know, uh, and, for, for, and I think his message yeah. is important and it needs to be heard, mm-hmm. but it's futile to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I agree that it's futile in that, like, I would agree that he pro- he stands very little chance of winning because of the system or whatever that is in place is not going to allow for a candidate. You know, just like the pipeline of candidacy and like the people like my parents who are like they're they're they would mostly be into what he's saying. But the problem is they've just seen all the headlines about how he's anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? So they're not going to look any deeper. I tried to get my dad to watch that same thing. He's like, I've made up my mind about RFK. Thank you. You know, I'm like, damn. Damn, they got they got to him, you know, uh-huh. like real uh-huh. quick. And they can do it. Like, they, they, they control that pipeline. And so, and like, who is they? I don't know. The fucking, you know, obvious, like, the cabal, you know. But, uh, you know, how big is the cabal? How, how in control is it? Like, these are all the questions. Who the fuck knows? All I know is, like, uh, I see a guy who I'm, I'm tending to agree with on a lot of the stuff he's saying. I'm going to be like, let's go, baby, until that ship sinks. And then I'm not really getting my hopes up about it, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um... I will. I would vote for him over anyone else. Like I'll continue to just like watch him, support him. Like you know, attention is the currency, and so like I will continue to give him like clicks and support in whatever way I can sure. because I th- I feel like and I'm not alone. You know, uh, like a lot of people, you know, are doing that same thing. And- yeah, I think that he's quite a bit more popular than what even they say that um, he is. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, I don't have really high hopes that he's going to be able to make it into the pre- presidency. And I think that even if he does make it into no. the presidency, like it's not going to change the culture of um, of American politics to to right. like a, a, a substantial degree. At least like the the. The, the the manner of it you know yeah no i agree with that it's nice to it's nice to be able to like kind of i don't know like a candidate yeah no it is i mean i feel like he is like this this rounds bernie but i think he's even better than bernie in the sense that he seems like he's yeah. more together i don't know i mean more like um experienced and um like realistic you know um yeah yeah i don't know i i mean i think that he's gonna it's gonna be really interesting it's gonna be really interesting he's making people so crazy that it's um yeah that's how you know he's that's how you know he's doing a good job doing a good job Mm -hmm. Hmm. like let's see if i look up rfk right now top stories uh Okay, well, Politico, oh, it's, let's see, one hour ago, um, RFK Jr.'s campaign filings show payments to a litany of Republicans and controversial activists, including some anti-vaxxers. That's from CNN. Okay, MSNBC, 
RFK Jr. is exploiting his family's good name. Uh, uh, whoops. Uh, uh, exploiting his family's good name to put my people at risk. <laughs> I don't know who the, his people are. Uh, <laughs> or their people. And, and who, um, who wrote that one? Where's that one coming from? I, I that was from MSNBC. Okay. I don't. It says opinion. I don't know who. Oh, Stacy Plaskett. That's the lady, right? That's that black lady. Okay, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, damn. So she just gets to write an opinion piece directly to MSNBC. That was four days ago. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know how he's putting her people at risk. I don't, okay, go ahead. And then he he's he keeps having a hard time. He's trying to do this uh, event. Um, uh, with Rabbi Shmuley, Shmuley. <laughs> I'm just like, who's writing this? His name's Shmuley. That sounds racist, but it's his name. Um. Uh. But yeah, his he's been trying to do this event with the rabbi to be like, I'm not, you know, whatever, anti-Semitic, and I support Israel. Which I'm like, eh, all right, like, let's not get. That actually is not maybe the best thing for you yeah. to do, but you kind of. I this is where I see the political how he is a politician, right? Because once the anti-Semitism thing comes around, he's like, all right, roll out the rabbi. I love Israel, Israel, Israel. Like, we're gonna look past all of the like war crimes and stuff, and like, you know, and like he knows he knows that he can't win without being like i love the jews or whatever you can't even have a hint of like right right not even it you know because anything that would be like you know uh you know i feel like they've done a you know the more not all jews but just like the more like jewish institution or whatever has done a really good job at like turning any criticism like towards them turning it into anti-semitism you know yes no, they... Like what I'm just saying right now, I get a little twinge in my nutsack because I'm like, am I being anti-Semitic? But no, I just have a, I'm just, I'm making a, uh, I'm not, I don't want Jews to go away. I don't want my grandma to go away, right, you know, right. or to, to not be a thing. I would mean I wouldn't be a thing, but I do, it seems obvious that they've, they've successfully made a tie between any kind of criticism levied towards them and, and being against all Jews, right? But but at the same time, that is also immediately like discardable, and then they can they can they can separate those two things too. Israel and and Jewishness are two separate things too. When they need them to be two separate things, you know that we're just a nation, and this is the religion. And it's two separate things too. They can they can go that way too. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. it's, it's very handy. Right. Dichotomy. It is. Yeah. It is. It is very handy. And it sucks because it's like, I want to be able to talk about it and be like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, really be able to talk about it. But when the conversation gets stopped because you, this is what people who have hate groups say. Right. You know? And it can be so, then it's it, like, it can ah. be so easily flipped. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are I mean, are they a race or are they a religion? Or, I mean, it's, it's, it's. 
it, even that, like, you can get into trouble quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm fine with it. Like, I could see how it's both. Sure. You know? Like, I, I can... I'm fine with that answer. I just, like, I do want to, like... I would like to just... I wish it was just more of an open conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I wish it was just more of, like, a... Hey, you can have done some shit wrong, or because it's the 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 shutting down of conversation when someone's like, I don't want to talk about, it. like, no, I don't want to talk. Shut up! You're being you're anti spent Spensonian right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because you criticize me. It's like, all right, now I'm like getting. I wasn't suspicious before. I was just kind of saying what I thought, but now I'm like suspicious because you're being like, no, that's anti-Semitic or whatever. I'm like, is it? You know, yeah, and like, uh, or are you just are you know. just trying to shut down the yeah? You're just trying to shut it down, you know, because you're just like, trying to shut down the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think people are getting hip to that. You I know? do too. I think that um, I don't know. It's just like it's just like a really tired power play, you know. And it's one of mm-hmm. those things that it's interesting because like it's the whole left really, and not not just like um, you know like the 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 Jewish side of things. I think it's the whole like left movement in the sense that they have been the underdogs for so long as far as like the political mass thing of the world. And now they're not anymore, you know, but they still are trying to play that underdog victim role. And it just Mm -hmm. doesn't ring true in the way that it did when they were actually coming out from underneath like being oppressed you know what i'm saying it is now right. they are now the dominant political entity you know and yeah it's hard to like feel sorry for them like they want you to because all their motivators are coming from this underdog like worldview you know that no longer works yeah no longer works for them because they're in charge yeah and it just rings super hollow and it makes everybody involved with it look like a complete um, um, hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that just... I was... Um, oh, no, no. Do you think? And, um, you know, that just furthers, like, the, the distrust of authority, you know, which is the huge problem with the world right now is the... You know, we, we just yeah. can't really trust any authority uh, like we once did. Yeah. So... It's hard. Um, I was watching, so like uh, Lex Friedman has been doing some sort of like world tour. I don't know. He's he's taken it to the next level with his podcasts recently, where he's had um, Netanyahu on. Mm-hmm. He had Benjamin Netanyahu on his oh, podcast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. I knew he was in like the Middle East for a while. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah, what do you think of that guy? Netanyahu or Lex Friedman? Lex Friedman. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously, again, it's like, it's hard because I don't, who, I have no idea who he is, really. Like, I know his, like, general story is that he's, like, a, you know, from MIT and is, like, an AI researcher type guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then started a podcast on AI, and you go back through his old episodes, and it is like a lot more AI focused. And then he wanted to expand it to be like, 
talking to everybody, you know? Yeah. yeah. And his whole thing is kind of like, you know, approaching things with like both objectivity and empathy. So he'll like listen to anyone and kind of let them talk and like be like, okay, so you're saying this. Interesting. Oh, you know what I mean? Like whether or not you're Israeli or Palestinian or you're pro AI or anti AI. He's had both people from those sides of the aisle. And this whole thing is about like, you know, I think we should have long form conversation is what could lead to like healing these divisions. And I'm like, okay, like I, I do agree with that. And I feel like I've learned a ton from listening to his podcast and he had Kanye on, he had RFK on, but he's also had, you know, plenty of people who would criticize him for having those people on, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think his like, I don't know. And I think there's one criticism people have is when he doesn't like push back enough on certain ideas you know, but like generally he just sort of like lets, he just gives people a platform to say their thing. And sometimes there will be like, you know, like a, a, a strategic pushback, you know, where, where someone will display their colors a little bit more. Like with Netanyahu, he is like, you know, he asks him about if, if he's worried about power corrupting him, you know, yeah, <laughs> he asks him that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. A little, a and you're late, like, um, a little late for that, right? But his response, like, obviously, it, that's like he has some of these almost like they could be considered childlike or that's naive the thing questions. That I, I notice about him is that he is yeah. got this weird, um, simplistic kind of nature to him that um, mm-hmm. is frustrating at times because he doesn't push back and he kind of seems like he just idolizes the person that he's talking to. He just gets like fascinated and it doesn't really matter who they are or what they're doing. Um, But he does react like this autistic child at times. And you're like, Oh, is this guy normal? Does he have, is he all there? You know, sometimes, you know, I feel like, is he all there? You know, is he really paying attention? I mean, like I know that he's smart and he could probably fix my computer, but is he going to remember to eat later? You know, like that sort of thing. Does, yeah. does he bathe if his mom doesn't tell him to? You know, like sometimes I think that about him a little bit. But I know that he's obviously yeah. a very capable person. But he gives that impression to me sometimes. And it kind of uh, flavors it a little bit. But I do agree. Sure. I do agree that his, like, um, when his podcast is hitting, it's really doing well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I really enjoy it. You know, I haven't... I, I seem to catch the really dry ones is if I catch them um, or really dry yeah. parts of it. Because sometimes he gets like, oh my God, it's dry. And... Um, yeah. And he just lets them... But that's why I like it. And he just lets them go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Where Joe Rogan will be like, hey, can you like explain that in a way that like my chipmunk brain can understand it, you know? And like, yeah, but see, back. that's why I don't like Joe Rogan is because it's like, it's like, it like dumbifies shit, you know, which I get is why he's like popular. And it's not, I don't like him. I, I think that's what he's great at. But it's like, it kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It just sort of like dumbs things down a little bit, and and plus it's disingenuous because I don't think Joe Rogan is like dumb, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I th- he I does. Think the reason that Joe Rogan works is because he does ride that scale, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he brings yeah. it down for the dummies, and then he puts it back up into, you know, because it does get pretty complex on Joe Rogan, too, at times. Um, sure. But he does kind of know how to ride that um, that line where he's kind of bringing it back. So he's making sure that that 80% of people are, like, still kind of keeping on it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, I think that forces the guests to um, bop out of their bop out bop out of their zone or whatever, you know. Like I think that they get into like professor zone a lot when they're talking to Lex Freeman, and it's like, oh, we're having lunch at MIT with a bunch of goons, you know. And mm-hmm. um, if you come in halfway on the conversation, you're gonna just be like, I have no idea what they're talking about, or oh, know, sort of thing. yeah, you know totally. Saying? Um, where if totally. like, you come in halfway on a Joe Rogan podcast, you're going to figure out what they're talking about and kind of get up to We're speed back. relatively yeah. quickly. That's true. It's it's just he's just better host. I mean, Joe Rogan's just like a more <laughs> yeah. capable host for an audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where probably Lex he's an entertainer. Whereas Lex has got way more like just from the questions that he asks, you can tell that like he's got way more skin in the game of the things that he's talking about and he's got way more like background knowledge than Joe does. Joe's just like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna show up and ask questions and some of the stuff I'm interested in, some of the stuff I'm not, but I could act like, Wow, I didn't know that and it works. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I don't know. The uh, uh I've been listening to his podcast a bunch and um the most recent sort of series on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict just reminds me. It's just I'm. It's just cool that he's doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I think because it just it is just like a guy going to being like so like what's what's the deal with this <laughs> you know, and then the guy you get to hear from the horse's mouth Netanyahu is like I have no hate I have no hate for the people of for the it's like Bernie like I have no hate for the people of of Palestine. You know, I just believe that the, you know, that the the Jewish people, yeah, the Jewish people deserve a state. And you're like, oh, that's, that's okay. (laughs) You know, like, huh, that sounds fun. And then you hear the next guy talk and he's also Israeli, but he's like an Israeli against Netanyahu. He's like from the liberal side Mm -hmm. of things or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, this guy is a fucking menace, and he's under corruption charges, and, like, all this sort of... And you're like, huh, but you still think an Israeli state should exist? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, the Jewish people have been beleaguered, you know? And then you hear the Palestinian guy come in, and he's like, dude, they fucking took all my furniture and threw it out on the lawn yeah. and moved a family in. Yeah. I'm pissed. It's not about... Wh- hating Jews or but like that that's elite like how come they did that yeah you know and you're like that doesn't seem good you know no like that doesn't seem very like yeah it's not very good no it's not very good. yeah um, the the things they're doing to Palestine is not it's not okay you know it's really yeah. um it's really war crimey you know a lot of that it's very war crimey yeah and the fact that the U.S. is like their biggest ally and mm-hmm. contributor and all that sort of stuff—it's—it's it's just like an outpost. And and what I didn't know is like a ton of the settlers there are were American, yeah, American Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he was talking about like yeah, the guy who moved into my family's old home was like on the run. 
He's like a Jew from Long Island on the run from fraud charges in the U.S. And he's oh. like, that's who, or, or I don't know. I don't think most of them are probably on the run, but yeah, no, there's a lot of them. No, no. Lots of um, expatriates that are moving there for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, those uh, just yeah. new villages and all that stuff. Like people are paying, somebody's paying for all of that, you know I mean? And, mm-hmm. and then you get like the American evangelicals that want to support all of that so they can bring about the end of the world and um, it gets really weird and complicated over there you know um yeah but yeah though there's a there's a big chunk of like american protestants that are just willing to support any zionist movement because they want to bring about you know the the final days you know and that right that's kind of what needs to happen i mean reagan was kind of in that group trump is a little bit in that group or whenever you're dealing with american whoever like has the american evangelical vote is gotta have their ear to that to some degree you know that's why trump changing like the embassy to jerusalem was such a huge deal right that's right it made because jerusalem is supposed to be an international city right and it made all the evangelicals so happy that he changed it you know that he recognized jerusalem as the capital or whatever and changed changed Mm -hmm. that status because that's just inching it that a little bit closer to Mm -hmm. yeah old jesus times jesus times bitches it's jesus times yeah gonna come back with the flaming sword they can't wait well, on that note, I uh, saw Oppenheimer. Oh, did you? What'd you think? And I saw Barbie. I took the Barbenheimer challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I took the. I I know it's a psyop, or something, or it's just a very clever social media Hollywood tactic. So you saw both of them at the theaters. I saw both in the same day. Okay. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. You took a break in between for like lunch, you uh-huh. know. Uh huh. Wow. Which one did you prefer? Barbie. Really? I'm I'm not joking. I believe you. Yeah. I do believe you. That's the one that I want to see. I yeah. want to see that one more than I want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, and I went into the Barbie one being like, all right, like, they're going to try to turn me gay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, like, I, I just heard that it, I was just sort of expecting it to be some kind of, like, vehicle for, like, you know, left-wing feminist propaganda. Right. And it was, sure but, it, it like, it was, but it's, like, more like like your mom's left-wing feminist propaganda. Oh, okay. Not So it's, like, there's a patriarchy, and women can be astronauts, too. You're like, oh. Sure they can. But men and women are still the genders? They're like, well, yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I'm on I'm You know on what I mean? All right. With that. Sure. Yeah, you can be an astronaut. Sure. You know, it's it, it seemed like it's it's you know, if it had like an intention it was to unify women, you know, of like the older generations who grew up with Barbie and the younger generations who think Barbie is like a you know, a shallow representation of femininity mm-hmm. or whatever and mm-hmm. um but like uh yeah, it it was funny though. Like it had a lot of funny parts. Um, there's there's parts where it uh, 
you know, it's very self-referential and it, it's like aware of what it's doing and, you know, the acting was all really good and, you know, uh, there wasn't as much of that preachy nonsense. There was like, there was like this point where there's like an unhinged feminist rant about, uh, you know, I don't, maybe it wasn't unhinged, but it was like supposed to be the thing that is like getting all the Barbies to like get ready to fight. Cause what happens is Barbie and Ken go to the real world. Uh-huh. Right. And Ken is like where he, in, in Barbie land, he's just like a, an accessory and all he does is hang out at the beach and he's just like, hey, Bobby, like, notice me. It's pretty funny, you know? Right. And then he goes to the real world and he's like, oh, men are in charge here. And it's like, uh, American yeah. Eagle. And like, and he's like, yeah. And then he goes back while Barbie is still in the real world and he turns Barbie land into like Kendom or uh, Ken. That's pretty clever. You know? That's pretty clever. Yeah. And they're like, it's like the dudes are in charge and all like the Barbie ladies are wearing like, made outfits and giving them beer and stuff and they're like we love this <laughs> you know and they're like yeah and i was like oh that is pretty cool <laughs> um and so like the, in order to unbrainwash the barbies one of the ladies gives like this like very you know speech, speech about yeah impassioned uh-huh. yeah, sort of like you know speech about like how it's hard to be a woman uh-huh, and stuff sure. and that's how they like unbrainwash them is like you have to be pretty and thin but not too thin and you can't only do it if you're saying you're trying to be healthy and like this and that and i'm like this is just like neurotic yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it this sounds, is just like pure neurosis it sounds really entertaining though yeah it's so entertaining that's the thing i was like i was smiling for most of it and so whereas with oppenheimer was excruciating like oh my god dude i yeah. can't believe like it's, that people are it's so long ugh. it's so long it's just the and just from what yeah. i know of the story like oh my god you know like oh my god i don't know dude Je- jess fell asleep and started snoring <laughs> like like un like fully she like i noticed she was down for the count at about like two hours in you know <laughs> Which is understandable because it's all like, so do you think the equation will work properly? I don't know. Like, you know, only if we move the quasars over and you're just like, Jesus Christ. And then it'll be like a scene where it's like Oppenheimer, like staring forlornly out of his window. He opens the door. His wife is staring in the front yard at the gate. He walks over step by step, places his hand on her shoulder and she turns around and he says what's wrong she's crying and she says you don't always have to be the martyr oh my god and they just like stare at each other and you're like ah (laughs) i was like what's that necessary that was not necessary which which one did you watch first barbie or oppenheimer barbie okay which to be fair was not the right order Oh, you think that you would have wanted to watch another movie after Oppenheimer? No, no, that's true. I would have wanted to, you know, I wanted to jump <laughs> off a cliff is what I wanted to do. No, but I, 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 it would have like been more favorable to Oppenheimer 
to watch it like early in the morning like cracked out on coffee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though still that would not have salvaged so the situation is it, is it kind of in the spirit of like a dunkirk or like i don't know like what movie? i never saw dunkirk but tenet i remember tenet uh-huh. was long and confusing and it was like it had that kind of thing where it's like it's a series of vignettes where it's just like Something. we're cutting here and 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 now it's something else and yeah. you're like what like and now it's black and white but it's in the future and you're like and it, what it, and, it, and it never tenant never made sense and they actually kind of acknowledged the fact that none of this there's a there's a scene in the, in that movie where they're like none of this is really ever going to make any sense you know and they're like you just kind of right. gotta go with it you know and if you yeah. don't go with it you're not going to enjoy the rest of the movie you know <laughs> right and it just didn't make any sense it was just a bunch of foolishness right. just a bunch of foolishness from that point forward at least there were people like running around though yeah you know you know at least it had like that backwards bullshit yeah, going on lots to of, like lots of, lots of bang bang and things blowing up and people and um, yeah people on like um snowmobiles i feel like there was some snowmobiles weren't there yeah, yeah. there had to be i don't know there always are in but snowmobiles. yeah which blesses blesses heart you know snowmobiles but was oppenheimer like filmed beautifully and all that sort of business yeah sure. no it was like it was beautiful acting was great uh the the writing was great too i mean like the writing is is was good and um just, the music was good it's just excruciatingly long <laughs> it's just excruciatingly long to the point where you're just like i don't like this anymore like nothing is happening like what's gonna happen to the guy oh he's on trial now but it's not a trial it's in a back room they're revoking his clearance like it's oh my god am i really still supposed to be hanging on every word you know it's just not that compelling. Yeah, yeah it really. You know, yeah. it's no, just a, not that compelling they of a story. Haven't made that movie about that for, I mean, 70, 80 years since World War Two. You know, it's just, it's just not that really. Like, it's a bunch of scientists that are trying to blow things up. It's not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you just like cut an hour off of all of the pregnant pauses and all of like the after parties where he's like flirting with a cocktail waitress mm-hmm. to like sh- mm-hmm. you know or you know like not that that like you can have that in there i guess just, to show yeah, that he was like a philanderer just cut but, out the fluff and you get it down to like an hour 20 minutes and you got something yeah, yeah you got something there and then make it linear yeah make it fucking linear you <laughs> douche you're not quentin tarantino all right right it's i'm it's sorry making it move faster because you're mixing it up yeah no yeah. It's making it move a lot slower because every time you change from black and white to color, but the black and white's in the future, that's very confusing for people. Yeah. Just in a, in a basic premise, it's just confusing. But I don't know. I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. was in it. He was really? good. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, he plays some old politician guy. Okay. You know. All right. Huh. Um. You know, no, it's a great cast, sure. and it's beautifully filmed obviously like it's that was its saving grace there's only one explosion the whole fucking time you know the whole time and they even show the bomb drop on the on the japanese you know huh well that's not worth it. they just like huh yeah huh 
Yeah, they just like shut. They would, it's, he got like a call and he heard it on the radio. And he's like, ah. and just like, come on, I'm destroy your worlds, bitches. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's disappointing. I thought there'd at least be a bunch of really cool explosion scenes. Huh. Well, there, there, they, he, there was like sort of like weird, like it, it, they would like go into his mind, and it would be like you know, ooh, quasars and quarks, and look at his, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. he's a brilliant genius. This is a supposedly. He's staring out a window and this is like happening in his mind or some it shit, you know? Kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it for sure. Yeah. I'll watch it for sure. You should watch it. It sounds, it sounds like a real, a real arty mess, kind of. It sounds like it. I watched, um, I mean, I watched, um, Renfield. Have you seen that? No. Where Nick Cage plays uh, Dracula. It's great. That, that's yeah. A, that's, okay, cool. That's a good one to watch. And then I just, cool. I just watched the Super Mario Brother movie too. Which is not which okay. is not very good. I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a little kid movie, and it, it's like as sure. far as like a little kid movie going. Like if you're eight, like it's awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was also nice because there was like you know there was no um, messaging in it. It was just like a just like a movie, you know. That's cool, yeah, and that's cool. And Renfield's kind of the same thing. It's just really like just kind of a fun. Reminded me of like a Ghostbusters flavor okay. kind of just a fun movie yeah well that's fucking cool yeah and nick cage nick cage's dracula is he's fucking great yeah he's great yeah, so. that's awesome is it like a comedy yeah yeah comedy okay yeah, cool like, action, cool, cool. like an action comedy yeah right on yeah it's it's well worth it that Renf renfield's well worth it cool um but yeah no i need to go see barbie i guess i don't know and um I yeah. think I'm going to wait for um, Alpenheimer to go on to. Renfield. Yeah, I mean, if you're able to get really high throughout the whole thing, maybe that will help. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Three three uh, hour movie is just a hard sell for me to sit down and like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a, three hour. It's and it's not fucking Lord of the Rings. Right. It's right. dialogue. Yeah. It's three hours of dialogue. That's, and you're that's just, just like, a hard thing for me to sit down and like commit to. You know, yeah. um, Ab anyone, yeah, for anyone to commit to, and and it's like, I was pretty much like the whole. I was on board even through like the time jumps and like the black and white shit. Uh, I was like, all right, uh, but then once it passed like the two, two hour two fifteen mark, and I realized that, and I was just like, you fucking asshole, yeah, yeah. you self indulgent like, did you really like? Because it's not about Oppenheimer anymore. This is about you, Christopher mm -hmm, Nolan. Mm -hmm. You know well, what I mean? This isn't about his legacy. This is about your like fucking shit. I don't know. Right. It's like um, no one's editing you. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. You have you have, yeah. you've broken the bonds of any sort of like control over your art, and you're just kind of vomiting up whatever you think you whatever you want because. You're past the yeah. past the point of self criticism, and it does piss me off. You know, I get mad at I yeah. get mad at those movies that like 
there's like the Turkish director guy that like I can I watched like one of his movies that's three hours long, and maybe it is because it's like in a different language or whatever. But like in those, you're just like, oh shit, it's over. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those that you move all the way through it, and like it mm. it rocks you. You know what I'm saying? Like he okay. he's like one of those that can go three hours. Like Citizen Kane's a long. There's a lot of long movies that do it right. You know what I'm saying? That you're like they need that time in order to tell the thing that they're trying to tell because they're telling something a little bit more complicated. Um, but yeah. but like really Oppenheimer is a 20 minute documentary on YouTube and you can cover all the information that you really need to cover, you know? And all the rest of that is fluff and artistic um, license. And I don't know, it just has to be like, it can get just really obnoxious, you know, and there's a lot of like art tours or whatever that is just kind of obnoxious. It doesn't need to be long. The Avatar movies don't need to be yeah. as long as they are. You know, there's a lot of those movies right. that like cut it down and like tighten it up and it'll be just way yeah. better. Yeah. You know, but there's, you know, there's so few people that are making like good stuff that the ones that are making good stuff just get free license i mean quentin tarantino like jesus christ that hateful eight like they could have cut like 45 minutes off of that fucker and it, all of the last few movies that he's made they could cut 45 minutes out of it and it would make it a much fucking better movie because pulp fiction yeah pulp fiction's an hour and 30 minutes you know and right. like once upon a time in hollywood is like three hours and 15 minutes or whatever and yeah it just is slow it just is not yeah. like you know, it's 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 yeah. it's um, too navel gazing and too like art art to please the artist and not to please the audience, and right, that's trouble. That's trouble. Well, yeah, because does art exist without the audience? Well, I mean, like, what the hell are you doing if there is no audience? You know, what I'm saying just daydream and you know go back to bed. You don't have to fucking write any of it down. You know, just imagine it, and that's great. You're fucking done. Right. Yeah. I mean, without showing it to someone else, you you never actually have to like solidify it. Right. You know, I mean, as long as you're getting like out of it what you want, like, why would you bother? Right. You know. So true. I mean, I think that even when you like just do it for yourself, you're also just you're, you're like. You, you enter into that audience role yourself and you're like, well, this is the thing that I want to consume that I'm going to make. So I'm going to finish yeah. this, but you're doing it for, for you in a certain sense, you know, and um, you're playing the role of the audience. But if you stop playing the role of the audience, like why would I ever write down a story? I would just think through the, the plot lines, you know, and like, well, that's the way it could work. That's the way it could work. Imagine that. Imagine that. And I'm done. Right. I'm done because I've got the, you know, I've got what I want out of it. And right. um, why would I need to share it with anybody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. But um, speaking of, you got the new, you got the new solo album dropping sometime soon, huh? Oh, yeah. 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 I've been, I've been uh, hard at work trying. I'm in that. Uh, annoying final mix stage where it's pretty so it's done I mean like when I show it to to the lady she's like 
this is done. Like, what? This is amazing. Like, this is awesome. It's done. You know. And I'm like, but like, uh, do you hear how like the, the the there's too much bass at this yeah. part? You know what I mean? She doesn't. And doesn't so I'm trying much. to just no, no. And so I'm like, oh, it's a really good thing for me to have because yeah, she doesn't. You know, it's just like more of like a music listener. They're just like cool yeah that's what you need like oh this is cool yeah that's what you need and i'm like oh so you didn't so at, at 45 seconds in you didn't hear that little part where you didn't think that was a little awkward and they're like what are you what are you talking about yeah <laughs> you know i'm like ah fuck okay oh absolutely absolutely yeah you know you need like you need like your casual listeners you know the people that are yeah. gonna just like take it for what it is you know and um but you need the other ones too you know, because you're going you're yeah. to get like a couple, of, you're going to get some music nerds that are the loudest, you know. So like, if it is a little bit too mm -hmm. awkward, you will hear about it, I guess. But like yep. again, like I don't know, done is better than good sometimes. And um, yes, but I, but I think that like if you get like somebody who yeah. loves music, like like Jess does, I mean she loves music, mm -hmm. you know. what I'm saying she's not like a yeah. super musician, but. It's not like it's not a un it's not an unimportant thing for her, and she is a right. connoisseur of it. And for her to she for her is. to listen to it and be like cool, is a pretty mm -hmm. you know a pretty good measure that it's read it's yeah, ready absolutely. for it's ready for market. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, that's that's what I've been doing, and it's um. You know, I'm gonna be up in Portland uh, on the 29th, so this Saturday. Oh yeah. wow! Right on. What yeah, are you doing? What so are you doing here? Uh, we're going to the beach with my family okay. on on August 2nd. So all the time before that, we're hanging out. So if oh, you yeah. want to hang, yeah, let's do let's do lunch or something for sure. Yeah. For sure, that would be cool. Hang. Yeah, on the 20 29th, you say Saturday. Is that's when we get into town. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got 29th, 30th, 31st, the first. We'll just be hanging out in Portland. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely definitely find a window in there that we can do some hangouts for sure. Hell yeah. Awesome. Cool. Hell yeah. Cool. 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 But yeah, I'll uh, also send you the uh, the album. Yeah. No, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. You. Yeah, send it to me. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get you get you the advanced copy boom, and boom. all that. Yeah. Hell yeah. The, hell yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm stoked about it. So. Awesome! I can't wait to hear it. Cool. Well, I guess we should probably call it an episode. We're getting pretty close to the end here, and my my phone. Speaking yeah. of, just like you, every every moron I know has been texting me for the last hour that they're not going. Yeah, what they're the not fun? they're not coming to work tomorrow or whatever. So we got to figure out what's going. That's on. That's fun. Yeah. Um, That's fun. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, something about COVID, and that's so last year. I don't. I don't want to hear about that COVID. Yeah. Shit. Don't you know COVID doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, that's not real. That's not a real thing. You got to come to work. It's not a real thing anymore. <laughs> Sorry, they cured it. You got the vaccine, so shut up. Yeah, Trump cured COVID. <laughs> that's what. That's what I'll text. That's all. I, that's all I'm gonna text for the rest of the day. Trump cured COVID. Trump cured, Trump cured COVID. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Dr. President. Shut the fuck up. Trump cured COVID. <laughs> yeah. That'll be oh, good. my God. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But anyway, um, thank you all for listening. It's been a while since our last episode, and we'll hopefully get back on here again real, real soon. 
and uh, yeah. yeah maybe we can even get an episode in while Spenny's in town here that'd be nice to do it in person haven't done that for a long that time be, but uh, be yeah for sure for, for sure gonna get a powwow in while you're here so that'll be awesome hell yeah Alrighty, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Alright, bye, y'all. in the IDTU studios located in Portland, Oregon. All opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of IDTU Research Academy, and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief. No idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast.